Welcome, you're listening to Raw Health Rebel Podcast with Lisa Strabak. It's time to disrupt the current view of health and return to the raw basics that true wellness comes from within. I'm really excited to be back for the season two of Raw Health Rebel podcast and kicking off this first episode is the amazing Rita Cara Robinson, a homeopath who has dealt with the most cases, I think over 500 cases of Gardasil vaccine injury and the wonderful work she's done there. And now she specialises in autism cases and we discuss a lot of her work there. We talked through Rita's work with homeopathic detox. I asked her whether everyone could benefit from a detox or do you have to be showing symptoms? We also discuss how Rita first got into homeopathy and how her son healed after only a few days on a very, very well chosen remedy. Um, we talk through sort of common themes in patients that do heal well um, and discuss how you have got to be prepared to change a lot of your life um, to heal on a deep level. And we chat through why the world needs more homeopaths, why Rita's had to take a lot off her website, whether homeopathy um, detox therapies can help with certain things that are um, being rolled out right now. So listen in, there's a lot to take in and it's um, great for you homeopaths and non-homeopaths out there. Rita, it's great to have you on. Um, I want to, I've got loads I want to ask you, absolutely loads. And um, I'm especially excited to have you on because I've been being asked quite a lot about detox um, by various Instagram people. So I thought, what a great, like, you know, person to have on, someone that specialises in that. But before we kind of delve in, and I really want to talk to you about your work and what you do. The first question is, how did you actually get into homeopathy? I'm always interested in people's sort of backstory as to how they found homeopathy, whether they grew up with it or whether it was, you know, some random life event. Yeah, well, really, it was... Um... It was my son. So he had uh, chronic asthma and um, really bad bowels and things were going really wrong. And so I'd gone to the doctor, I'd done all the normal things um, and I was trying everything, everything you can think of. I was, I think I'm, as a newborn, whatever spare time I had, I was Googling on the computer. And there was less than there is now, less information than there is now. Mm. And then there was a really old, big bookshop um, uh, bef- before they, you know, not, you know, closed them all down. And there was a section, a really big section on alternative health. And I found a, I found a book on homeopathy and I got really lucky. <laughs> I got really <laughs> lucky with self-prescribing. And oh, wow. His... <laughs> his um his eczema cleared up in about three to five days which was pretty incredible that's amazing and then I thought right I better go and see someone about this (laughs) so then I went to see a homeopath and you know there we are that's what remedy did you give him do you remember yeah it was Thuya oh really okay yeah and ironically um when he was three four when did I start? Five. I think when he was five, then I went to homeopathy school um, because I was looking, I was, I was teaching as a primary teacher and I wasn't happy and I was looking for something else. And um, I went to my homeopath and I just kept asking him too many questions. 
and annoying him. I love it. It's like that though. When when you discover it, you just want to like absorb all the information possible. Yeah. And so he said, oh, do you know what? Um, Have you ever thought about being a homeopath? And he gave me a prospectus. And he said, well, there's an open day in a month or two, just come down. So that's how it was. Yeah, and ironically then my son was vaccine injured. So that's how Thuya worked. And um, I didn't realize he was vaccine injured until I graduated, after I'd graduated. Um, So yeah, so that's that story. I love it. And quite often I think that's interesting, you know, that you said about the vaccine injury. We, my daughter was vaccine injured as well and it was homeopathy that helped her. Um, But, even at the time you sometimes can't see the connection or reactions can be much later um, and so many people have issues that you just think it's because it's so common you think it's normal and don't often tie the um the two together that's um, right that's right um I was told about vaccine injury or just the fact that vaccines can cause damage to children I was told I was told that at, at homeopathy college um but we were told like don't bring it up <laughs> let's, let's not talk about it keep your head down don't do anything don't say anything but this is a thing and uh, I remember my eyes going like saucers going what <laughs> what do you mean like wow no one had said that to me apart from um and this is a, a really important event in my life I when I was teaching there was a mother there and her uh, she had twins and I taught one of them and one of them was homeschooled because he was on the spectrum. And she said to me, I know it's the MMR, that my child was fine until the day after the MMR. And that's a very long time ago that she told me this. And then I kind of had it in the back of my mind about vaccines. And, you know, it was all that. Oh, what's that guy's name who came up? Um, that doctor. Andrew Wakefield. Yes. Mm-hmm. See that. I was alert around that time and I was listening, but I don't think I'd had a child then, but I just kind of, you know, stored that information. When that woman said that to me, I just thought like, there's something here now. And then I'd forgotten about it. I hadn't really done anything about it because the only information we were given was Dr. Wakefield saying autism and vaccine injury. That's it. Nothing in between. Mm. So, you know, nothing about, well, did you know it can cause chronic diarrhea and do you know it could cause tummy aches and do you know it can cause eczema none of that it was like it's either autism or it's nothing Mm. Um, and that's what my son taught me he taught me um a lot well like most of us homeopaths right a lot for a Mm. lot of us our kids are our greatest teachers right yes completely (laughs) yeah I feel sad that my daughter had to teach me that but you know I think maybe that's their purpose as well you know that's sort of what they've come to to do um but you're so right it is like there is those subtle um reactions and actually I don't know if you've read the book um an educated decision yes I got that then when my child was uh born and then I looked yes that was key key book 
Yeah, I'll have to put a link to that because I read that when I was studying at, at college, my homeopathy college. And I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, my daughter had a vaccine injury that kind of tipped her over the edge into pandas. But before that, it was like she'd always get ear infections after the vaccines, always. And the book talks about how it's the body naturally trying to expel the toxins. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, we just I just yeah. completely ignored it and carried on plowing away, you know, because that's what you're told to do yes um, so yeah that's a really important point that it's not sort of just really extreme like autism cases it is eczema or other issues as well that's right I often get uh, a patient who's uh, on the spectrum and then that patient will do really well and then I'll get the sibling because the parent goes do you know what I just want to clear it out of the sibling and the sibling is coming to me with very mild things like some chronic earaches to their skin maybe a bit of anxiety um look it could be anything right there is no there's not even a top 20 list it can be what that child is susceptible their weakness and suddenly they're fine and then the parent says you know i haven't i haven't taken my child to the doctor for years since we did that or you know I haven't needed any medicines from the chemist or pharmacy since we did that um so it says a lot about boosting the immune yeah completely can you tell um everyone listening sort of a bit more about what it is you know the type of patients you treat because I know you are a massive specialist in Gardasil and yeah really want to hear sort of in your own words of what you do yeah which uh again I've taken off my website (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so none of this info is on my website anymore <laughs> since you know since everything that's uh, the chaos that has arisen the last two years two years one year god it feels like two years I think someone said someone said it'll be over in two years I said oh that's this year no it's only been a year because oh my lord it feels like two years <laughs> it feels forever yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that information is t- taken off. I did specialise in Gardasil for a couple of years because I was looking for a niche, actually. Uh, and I just all of a sudden, I got a lot of teens who had the same kind of things. And then I learned about the link between that and Gardasil vaccine. I thought, wow, OK, let's do this. Mm. I'd love to be a specialist in something. So that's what I did. And I was at the right place at the right time. Facebook was a very different place it is now. There was only a few support groups. Um, I had my own support group. Um, so that's what I did. And the cases were, would range from being bedridden for months, not going to school, in a wheelchair. I've had quite a few wheelchair cases. Scoliosis is a massive thing. Anxiety, huge anxiety because it affects the thyroid and that can really you know, cause anxiety. Um, and then they'd go on the pill for their period issues caused by it. And then they'd be in a right state that actually double down on, on the problem. So I did that for quite a while. And then um, I started to get autism cases and I just prefer as uh, for, you know, my daily happiness, I prefer autism cases um for many reasons really um and I think it's the joy the joy factor is when you hear 
and a follow-up that a child has started to say mum and hasn't said anything and you just think oh my god my heart's gonna burst this is so fab you mm. know and that mother's excited and I'm excited for her it's a buzz really that's what it is yeah um, so yeah so do you see a lot of, mainly all um, patients with autism now then is that yeah so or? then since I I think I put that on my website then a lot of them think that they're from vaccine injury so that attracted to them um as I said I've taken that off my website as well um so I think the parents that knew it was since vaccines I attracted them and then I got my name in vaccine um sorry autism type groups mm. um and so the word spread then and that I was kind of really focusing on speech. I realized that's what the mums want. That's all they want is the speech more than anything. So I did a lot of posts, used to talk about that a lot um, and talking about the gains and that um, given lots of mums hope. So I do loads of stories all the time. And mothers say that they really get a lot out of just reading my uh, Facebook stories, sharing stories of recovery um, because being a parent of a child with autism is really um, a long slog and mm. it can be full of despair. Um, so just, you know, they're kind of little rays of sunshine, the stories. That's lovely. You know, I am, um, I've got some, a few patients with autism and seeing their speech return after giving them remedies. I, I completely get that. And I think you're right. It's such a, you when you're on that path you need those stories of hope because I think the support like when I went through the pandas journey the some of the support groups the mainstream ones there is no support on the NHS and for malopathic you know I mean pandas it's put them on antibiotics prophylactically you know that's not going to help your overall health in the long run and autism you know it's even worse isn't it I think quite often the children are just any any physical issue it's just well they're autistic they get digestive issues or they get this there's no there's no help it's so sad um, that's right and that kind of as a homeopath that helps me because there's no there's no um well they've gone to the doctor they've tried all this and now they're coming to me there's nowhere for them to go there's nothing mm. for what really is brain damage and we don't call it that mm. it's brain damage and there's nothing for that on the nhs or um, any any uh, normal um, health system in any country. So you're going to have to start doing something else, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a long slog. But I think true healing. I mean, it, we know it can be quite quick with homeopathy. You know, look at your son. But true healing does take time, doesn't it, to return to to health. So. You know, and I think having that those stories of hope is so important so when you're on that journey. Yes. And also what else is going on? So I'm really, really clear. I put this a lot in my posts and I say it to my mums. I'm pretty straightforward with them. And I can't believe that there are therapists out there that are not taking everything else into consideration when they're seeing these patients. Um, if our child isn't sleeping, they're wasting their money with any therapist. Um, I had a case the other day that, you know, this child is going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night um, because they're waiting for the parent to go to sleep. They sleep more in the same bed. But then it's waking up at 6 a.m. This mm. child is 
has got no energy in the morning. And that's not normal. I mean, right, even children mm. that are hyperactive, they're all up in the morning. It's very rare to find a child under six that is tired in the morning, can't lift their head up. So if we're not addressing other issues like that and talking about that, then we're not going to get anywhere with homeopathy or any therapy, no matter how much, you know, stem cells cost, how many thousands, I, it, forget it. There's other things. Diet, I talk about diet a lot. It's so mm. key. And I know parents come to me and say, well, they don't eat, you know, they've got a very limited diet. So I can help them with that. But unless they're giving those children vegetables to eat and try while we're doing homeopathy, we're not really going to get anywhere. And again, they're going to waste their money with any therapy or therapist. So those kind of things are really important. Um, you know, home life, are the parents fighting and, you know, divorcing. That was massive impact. Uh, siblings arriving, schools. Mm. If a child doesn't like school, they tend to put it down because they're autistic. Some children do not like the school they're in. And sometimes it's best to move school. And that is a neurotypical problem. That's not an autistic mm. problem. My mm. child, I've had that myself. Oh, gosh, what a terrible, terrible experience in one school. And he was um, really showing high signs of anxiety and bed, uh, bedwetting and things like that. Swap schools, no issue. Mm. It's not always the child, is that? Yeah. And your, yeah, your life is your medicine as well. It's not just, yeah. you have to change everything, don't you? And I think um, that, that quote is Dr. Cassie Huckabee that says that. I love her. But she was like, you've got to change everything. And I think, you know, homeopathy is amazing. But, you know, when the pa- I find the patients that do well are the ones that can, will change everything. The diet, making sure the parents aren't stressed, everything. Like if you just come along expecting a magic pill, like, allopathic medicine it's only going to be able to do so much yes I call them um, hoppers those type of people that will come to you because they've heard that you you're good and they have really unrealistic expectations they'll stay with you if you're lucky for two sessions and they'll just go from therapy to therapy to therapy not making any relationship with the therapist um, and not getting anywhere it's a total waste of time on a long-term thing Um, yeah yeah you do yeah you have to be committed and what I I wanted to ask actually I mean obviously you know you need to look at your entire life sort of holistically but assuming patients you know are doing all of that what do you find do you find there's a pattern to the the patients that do respond well to homeopathy like is there something in their constitution or something that they're doing differently God, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Sometimes you meet a mum and you just know we're going to do this. It's just that energy, right? And I think it's like when people don't understand energy, it was just like when you were at school, you just knew I'm going to be friends with you. We just click. Same sense of humour, whatever it is. So some patients, I know we're going to do this. And it's a lot of, what is it like? It's, it's all the unspoken stuff. I don't know what it is, but mm. you just know. And they're so committed. 
and they're committed. And I think it's the way that they react. It's their patience. It's their expectations. Always, every single child that I've worked with that's come off the spectrum, come off a diagnosis on ADHD, whatever it is, they've all been committed to their diet. It has to be. It has to be. We care so much about going to the petrol station and making sure we don't put diesel in a petrol car. Mm. But when it comes to our child, Sometimes when it comes to our children, we don't give them the best that they need to heal. And there's no going around that. There is no shortcut in that at all. Mm. No matter how long you try and try it your way, it's not going to happen. So I know the mums that are so dedicated, even if their child is coming to me eating three foods, there's a difference between those that I've given up and those that, no, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep trying it. It's those good, strict sleep routine. They're just Mm. on it. They're Mm. on it. And the other thing is they believe in their bones that their child is going to heal. Because if that mother doesn't believe in their bones with 200% conviction, then how can that child believe? Even Mm. if it's nonverbal, that child is picking up tone of voice, facial expression, it's hearing when you go to the doctors or therapists, what you're saying, those children are picking up all sorts of things, right? And if you don't talk with that tone or with that heart, full heart that you know your child is going to do it and you can visualize that child doing it, then the pills aren't going to fill that hole. Yeah, you've made me get all teary because you've really described how I felt when I was like, do you know what? I'm not having my daughter live this life of pandas. Like I absolutely refuse that, you know, that this is going to be her destiny. And I was like, we're get, we're reversing this. Um, so I completely really relate on a personal level to everything, you know, that you say. Um, I mean, with diet, what do you, I know we're not dietitians, but do you, like people, it is such a big thing. You know, what do you find? Is there particular foods or particular diets, you know, that do right. help more than others? So I look at it really simply because I don't think you have to go to a dietitian, right? First of all, you've got to know each child is different. Some children, their speech will come back if you cut out dairy. That child already didn't react well to formula milk and stuff like that, right? So cut out dairy and that child may get somewhere. It may not heal all of them, but you're already taking a load off the gut. But for another child, they do really well in milk. My kids have taught me that. I've got one child that's milk intolerant who takes after me, looks up, looks like me. The other child needs milk, needs it, looks like my husband. They can have milk and bread all day long and my other one can't. Yeah. So not listening to what people are saying in groups as well, I think that can be as helpful as detrimental. Because people think, oh, because that child did that, I must do that. No, no, no. You are on your path. Your child's on their path and you stay in your own lane. Mm. That's really important. Long term, you stay in your lane. So you try dairy. Did it work for yours? No. Okay, well, carry on with dairy, cut out wheat. And don't cut out both at once because that just makes a mum really tired and stressed and over. It's too much. Um, So I'd say cut those out first because you're not paying anyone to do that. That's for free. But do not start getting a, what's that, like um, wheat-free breads. I mean, have you seen the ingredients on 
they're awful the wheat like, you know it's yeah they're so full of crap basically yeah what is in that so don't start doing like trying to get complete substitutes for the wheat if you're cutting out wheat you just need to change your diet there are many countries in the whole world that do not rely on toast sandwich and pasta for dinner you know they have Mm. rice base cornmeal based just change what you're eating so cook other foods that's what I would say and the other thing is you cannot get away from veg and fruits you can't Mm -hmm. veg more than fruits because some people and some children react to the sugar in the fruits that's not great but you can't get away from veg Mm. you cannot get away from it and I think for many it's the way you cook it you know I never liked greens growing up but once Mm. we started changing the way that we cook them I'd eat them Mm. So it's not just, you know, um, a bit boiled. Oh, they don't like boiled broccoli. Don't boil it then. Do something else with it. Yeah. Yeah. I found, discovered the other day, um, kale crisps, which are oh. delicious. Really good. So it's like, you, yeah, you need to be a bit inventive, but um, but start maybe baby steps as well, isn't it? It's not like, don't necessarily have to change everything. Like it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So um, Absolutely. I tell mothers to write, if they're really overwhelmed, you just get one meal. Every Monday is that meal. That's a fantastic meal. Right? Mm. Don't think about any other. Just that Mondays, you're going to cook that and that's going to be good. Tuesday, get something else. And then say, get a seven day week meal plan and just keep repeating it. If you're overwhelmed, just do that. You know mm. what you're buying, you know what you're cooking, you know what you're eating, done. Yeah. So working up to that for those that are worried. I, there's a video on my Facebook page uh, of where I interviewed uh, a mum a couple of years ago, which I sent to a lot of my patients to look at. And she got her child who ate nothing to eat everything. It was wow. really good. Um, and one of her key things was how she introduced minute amounts into a drink or a smoothie. And we're talking minute, not a teaspoon, like far less than that a bit where you can't even see it and then you're you're you know adding a little bit more so by the month maybe you've put in a teaspoon and then they don't notice it so that's one key way she has other tips but that's a way that you get it into children without them being uh, what's the word uh, frightened frightened of new foods I'll put a link to that if that's okay that's what I'm going to show yeah. you so um yeah that's brilliant um one thing I wanted to ask, actually, you sort of touched on it at the start, but um, just to explore a bit more, is this, does everyone, will everyone benefit from detoxing? And this is actually for my own personal benefit. I often have this thought of like, you know, particularly my youngest daughter, oh, well, she's, you know, she's fine. And then I think, well, actually, you know, she had formula and she had formula out of a plastic bottle and I occasionally I'm like should I do a plastic detox should I you know detox formula and then I'm like well she seems fine and I guess and even with myself I'm like you know I've had in the past lots of allopathic drugs you know should I detox and I think well I'm okay but then I think well how do you know until you've done it you might be even better (laughs) afterwards and you you sort of touched on this at the start so I'd be interested you know your thoughts on this do you that's a good question that's a homeopath question (laughs) 
right? Because we're dabbling all the time. Well, should I try this, isn't it? It's so it's so homeopath. <laughs> Particularly when you have a remedy machine and can just make yeah. So. Yes. Um, and once you start detoxing other children, that question gets bigger. Oh, you know, really, maybe I really should do that antibiotic detox on my child. <laughs> you know, it won't hurt. Will it? <laughs> yeah. That's a really good question. Right. So one thing I do know for sure, I think every mother sorry, every woman, not every mother, every woman should do a pill detox for sure in their life. Cause it's going to affect your menopause. So if you mm. don't have anything now, you want to prepare for later on. And that's not just a physical thing. That's mental, emotional, uh, energy. The pill detox is my, one of my favorite, right? I believe every child should do a vaccine detox if they can. Mm. And then antibiotic detox maybe that's a good one too and then I'd say those are the main oh and you know whatever's going on now if we talk in code I think everyone should do that one yeah um, so I, I wanted to I, I want that we have to talk about that because it's so relevant I mean obviously yes we can talk in code and we, we don't have to talk I mean, you don't have to talk about anything but I wanted to, I have to ask you I think is what I wanted to say about uh, what what should we call it? A code word. Uh, um, a thing. The thing. Um, yeah. Are you seeing many patients yeah. with the thing? I am. Not as many as I thought I would, but that's because I think I specialise in autism, and I've taken I've taken the wording off my website. Mm. That did attract a lot of people because it was the title of my website. You know, they're like key. So I think that did really really bring people my way so that's come off um I also know from experience with the guard cell it's not the first it's the second that really drives things I really so we're not at the time yet where we're going to be overloaded with these cases Mm. from my experience it's a second and it's a decline you're lucky if in a way you get symptoms the day or the day after, cause you can make that great, easy connection. Same with the pill, with the contraceptive pill. Contraceptive pill is a drip, drip feed uh, down to uh, an increase of symptoms. So it's gonna be the same with this. It's a drip feed where your body's like, oh, I'm finding this harder now. One organ gets impacted, then that affects the other organ. So many things can happen. And they may not be obvious that stop you from working. Mm-hmm. You know, just energy or getting loads of coughs and colds or I got a skin rash that I can't. God, I'm going deaf now. I've had some, I've had some ear uh, deafness, a woman going deaf, um, bed bound. So you're not bed bound immediately. Because you'd be in A&E then. You'd be in hospital mm. if you were bed bound. It is a drip feed to the point where you can't get out of bed anymore. Mm. And you can't make that link. So yeah. I think we're on the second, aren't we now? Give that some time. And that's when we're going to start seeing it. I saw, and this actually horrifies me, someone posted, I think on Homeopathy Friends, actually, or somewhere else, um, a letter from the schools of the consent for the the thing for 12 to 15-year-olds. And it said, if your child's in year eight, they'll receive the um, 
HPV vaccine at the same time. Oh, no. I know. I I just think how on earth can, I mean, it actually makes me feel physically sick. You know, they haven't tested those two combined and they're giving it to um, what year, you know, how old are they in year eight, 13 year olds at the same time. And and, I mean, how? I know you can get really angry about it, right? When you read it. And as a homeopath and for other homeopaths, I'm totally numb to it. Because I've been asked so many times, what do you do? I said, I'm not telling you a thing, what to do. Mm. I have got no, I've got no interest in your decision. What you do, you do. My job is to sort you sort problems out, and that's all I do. I have complete uh, what's the word? There's a massive curtain there for me because mm. I deal with it all the time. Otherwise, you can get really upset and you know, get really um, what's the word? into um what's the word now a causticum state mm. for homeopaths you know that you know that causticum yes. is this? this is wrong and tell everyone i'll post it all over my and uh, must i must help my friend i must help my neighbor i must save them i must save them can't save anyone mm. um i am only interested in my kids what decision i'm making is my husband on board We're, mm. that's it that is the only decision I am interested in making and honestly now there is so much information out there mm. if you want it there can't be any more information there can't be any more information that has been out on Facebook and Instagram and all the other channels in the history of this planet mm. right and if people still need to make that decision, then they need to make it. And that's mm. it. And that's yeah. it. And, you know, it's like when I first discovered homeopathy, you know, I was like, oh, my God, this works. You know, I'd gone from being a skeptic and I was telling everyone, like everyone about that. And then I just got to the point. Oh, and it, when I was at college in the first year, I was telling everyone. And then I don't know when it was at some point. I was like, I can't be bothered to tell anyone anymore. They ridicule me or get angry or, you know what, stick to your drugs, your allopathic drugs. If they're working so well for you, you do your thing and I'll do mine. And I guess it's a similar thing, isn't it now? Just um... Oh, yeah, very much. I, I make a note not to do, talk about my job with my friends because it's, diff, it's very difficult. Who was I saying this the other day? It's the only thing that's been very divisive is this. Why it's so divisive? Why can people accept, you know, what is it? Other choices that they make with their children that we don't agree with. But this suddenly, we can't be friends over this. God, that's so Mm. intense. Um, So I have to park all that up when Mm. I leave my office and go and see my friends. That's their journeys as their life. And you know, I did it. I did it to my kids. I did not know anything. And then it's really, it comes down to, you will decide not to have it if you know somebody who's injured, your child has been injured, your parent has been injured. You know someone very close to you that has. Until you know, I think, this is my personal opinion now, having gone through all this chaos now, free and off, until you know somebody that you can name, know 
information, no posts, no sharing, no text from your friends can make any difference. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. You have to have something personal to wake you up. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, it's, it's wasted energy in some ways because, you know, I see on Instagram, you know, people getting so... Um, you know, and I've been sucked into it where you're like posting because you just want to like vent this frustration. Yeah. And actually it doesn't do anything. It's an echo chamber either for those that want to listen and those that don't won't listen. That's it. I've got so bored of it now. I'm absolutely bored of it. Um, I think many of us are. Some are, some keep going, but I think, mm. oh, where have you got that fuel for, from? Um, I'm just bored of the... <laughs> how much more can we read about the same thing Mm. yeah and you're right it's an echo chamber the people I think that read those posts already agree anyway Mm. there's no converting now you know what you're going to decide ages ago or you knew what you were going to say and that's how it is and very few get persuaded one way or the other do you know what I mean Mm. very few do you remember that tv program run around was it run around do you remember that I don't remember that oh god was it I'm sure it's called run around or something it's called something else or maybe that was the game and he'd ask a question and you all had to go into a b or c and it was a big circle I was probably about six or seven it was on itv and then he'd say right you've got a chance to change Right, and some we people. Do think this, yeah, this is ringing bells. Yeah. Right, I don't know why that's coming to my head, but it's kind of like that. Everyone knows where they're going to go. Right, you got a chance yeah. to change, and then you look at if that circle has got like all the people in it, and you're on your own, right? Then they might move, but otherwise, no one's moving. Yeah. That's they've made the decision, and that's it. And and we're here. We're here for the people. We're here for them. That's all we can do, right? Mm. yeah and I mean in this country what 90% of people have had have had the thing now haven't they so yeah um yeah and there's and, more and there's more to come right mm. there's, there's the boosters and there's more yeah what I actually that's what I wanted to ask again about the thing like you know with with detoxing there is one thing which is more conventional and then there's the more unconventional new technology thing which we don't really know you know we don't know how deep any reaction can can go you know obviously none of us know but what's your thoughts do you think that we can still detox from that or that it is Uh, at least worth trying you know I'm really sort of unsure about what my question good question and I have seen all the comments in colleague from colleagues saying we can't do nothing. This is so different. Da, 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 da. Well, we don't know that. Mm. And I, right. So my first thought is, is this going to be something that we can't deal with? And I thought, no, because it's made on earth. And I think anything that's made on earth, we've still got a chance to do something with it. Right. Mm. Um, it's still a super diluted for uh, the detox, still super diluted version of whatever that thing is. So uh, from that point of view, I think, well, why not? Hmm. And then, of course, it came and I thought, oh, God, what if this don't work? (laughs) What are we going to do? So what do you have to do? You have to test it. 
and I got a really clear test. Somebody had it done, got a headache. And now I know, now the information I know now, I think that would have got a lot worse because they're selling, they're telling people now with a chronic headache to go to A&E. Mm-hmm. Well, they were at one point, right? So somebody had a headache and I'd used all remedies from the kit as an acute. It's an acute, it's come on very fast. This, 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 very well indicated remedies, getting it down to, I don't know, four, five, six. I'm like, God, that's not right. And she takes homeopathy all the time. Yeah. And then I used a detox and it went away immediately. And I thought, thank you, universe. That's all I need to know. I fully believe in this. Let's go. And isn't and that I, a better way to, to think, even if it doesn't, you know, it's better to have some hope, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you know what? It's interesting you said that because I, um, oh, actually, I want to ask your view on shedding. But like, so I, this is just my personal experience that happened to me. So I went and met a friend for lunch and I didn't realize, you know, I hugged her. And then as soon as we sat down, she told me she just had the thing, <laughs> the, 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 new, the new one, the new version. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, we're carrying on having lunch. And then within a week, I started getting really bad palpitations, like horrendous and little bruising everywhere. And my cycles went messed up, like for the first time ever, regular as clockwork. And the palpitations had got so bad that I am um, like, was literally awake all night, not being able to sleep. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to take, you know, I tried taking remedies. And then it just suddenly twigs. I thought, what if it's a reaction to like shedding? You know, I am one of those people that's super sensitive to everything, you know. Right. Um, so I thought, right, I'm going to take it in potency. So I yeah. took 130C and um, within minutes, the palpitations just stopped. And I was like, oh, it obviously was, you know, I was skeptical myself that it was, you know, I thought, oh, it's coincidence. It's funny when things happen to yeah. you, you don't often, t- you know, again, you're yeah. in that sort of denial. Yeah. As soon as I took that remedy, my cycles the following month went back to normal. And um, yeah, all the palpitations went. So, yeah, I don't know if you've had experience of secondary effects you know people coming to you with secondary effects or if you're you know what yes. I guess it's again it's all new isn't it we don't know we're still trying to work it out but yes, yeah if you have any insight. so whatever we say now we can only go on what we've experienced um and that experience is either a coincidence or it's it's what it is isn't it mm. um what do I think the shed in first of all I, that's the one thing that I find very difficult to get my head around because it affects me personally. Nothing in my job affects me, but this is now affecting me in my life. Mm. So when I heard more stories from other homeopaths, my colleagues and the, um, their patients and things happening to them, and then my patients starting to say, things like oh, I can think of one somebody who hasn't bled in their menopause for ages and their bleeding came back they haven't added the husband did mm. that kind of thing um you've got to think well we can't discount it can we and if mm. we're talking about the fact that the thing is made of nanoparticles um, there are some papers I've read 
saying that they can be um, excreted through your breath and things like that. Um, they're hard to find because they're going to be suppressed. Um, so it is possible. So what do you do with that information? It's possible. Do nothing or give something. Give something. And that's it then, isn't it? Mm. That's all we can do with that information. And personally, I try and block it out in my day-to-day life. Um, because what I found is when we started to talk about this, a lot, this came up a few months back now, so I'm not really discussing it anymore. But when it came up months back, um, I was think I started to get really worried and panicky and thinking, oh God, this, is, this means I can't be near anybody that's had, and what do I do? What do I do with my kids? And, and all these thoughts and starting to go into this chaos whirl of thoughts mm. around your head. And I thought, wait a minute, this is exactly the same fear as getting a virus that everyone's totally. like, right? So what yeah. we've done is we have got a massive mirror image of the fear going the, you know, the other way. It's, I thought, right, what, what, what would I do? What, would, what did I do when, I was, when everyone's worried about the virus? I didn't worry about it. I kept mm-hmm. my vibe high. I thought, I'm not going to get it. Why am I not going to get it? Because I've been on homeopathy for years. My immune is high. I'm not going to get this. I also don't suffer from chest issues and, you know, that's not my personal weakness. So I thought, what would I do? Just forget about it. And that's how I'm dealing with that issue. Otherwise, I think we'll all go around the bend. Yeah, you're so right. And um, I had the same sort of uh, conversation myself as well, because I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, not seeing people it's the same as the people that were you know didn't want to go out because they didn't want to and I thought no it's just the polar opposite and I'm not um living like that so yeah if it is if it isn't right if Mm. it is or it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it is or it isn't we've got to just that's how we've got to live Mm. otherwise we're just going to make ourselves sick worried aren't we totally yeah absolutely um and we've got homeopathy to help which is yeah which is great exactly but I saw um one um homeopath saying oh they wouldn't even take it as a remedy because of the energetic you know they wouldn't even take it yeah as a remedy and I thought that's a bit um initially I was like oh my god I took it but then I was like no that's silly that's fear inducing just kind of it is and then you don't understand what you're working with yeah if, if you're fear if you have fear of remedies and you don't understand homeopathy I think yeah that don't make sense how does that make sense it's it's no so it's right so actually can you explain to people maybe people you know that are more new to it sort of why they don't need to be scared of remedies so like especially when they're doing a detox so for example when um and I can relate to this because when I was healing my daughter there came the point where homeopath homeopath at the time wanted to give her the vaccine as a remedy that had caused the it triggered the issue and I felt really scared like even though you know I was very new new to homeopathy but I felt really scared to do it so can you sort of explain to people uh, why yeah. they don't need to be and it's funny you saying that because when you've been doing this job for so long you forget what it's like not to know anything mm. um right how do I, let's think now 
it's so super diluted. I think they say, what do I say to people? Normally the 30 C when it, if you put, or if that was a liquid, if that was diluted in water and it's under a microscope, you can't see any, can't see any particles anymore. Right. So there's no, there's no, there's no material dose there. End of. And then you're diluting it that 200 times, you know, one drop, easiest way, one drop in a, in a glass of water. You take a teaspoon of that into another glass and you do that 200 times. That's the way I explain it. Mm. How can there be anything of the material solid thing left? And water has memory. So then I talk about, you know, the snowflake guy. I posted that on my Instagram last night. Yeah, I love that. Right. So I said, water has memory. I said, this has been scientifically proven. And when a snowflake melts, it goes back to its individual thing. And that's amazing. Water has memory. That's all you've got to know. So what's happening is that material dose. Whatever has happened, whatever the problems it caused, it will do the total opposite when it's super diluted. I'll try and keep it really simple. That's all you got to know. You don't need to know anything more. I don't care even know. I don't care to know, but I don't care. All I need to know is what remedies I've got to prescribe, what I've got to give you. And that's it. Any more of that science is boring anyway. (laughs) I love it. I I am. And when I first found homeopathy, I was like, how does it work? I want to know how it works. I was really like, and now I'm like, I don't care how it works. It yeah. works. Because I think when yeah. you see it works, it's like, who cares? Or some people care. And that's yeah. great. And they can do that bit. But, you know, for me now, it just and doesn't. If, if patients go, well, I need to know. All right. But did you ever go to the doctor and go, before you give me this antibiotics, I need to know just what on earth is going on here? Otherwise, I'm not taking it. No, you don't ask that. Why are you all getting so stressy about something that isn't so super diluted that you can't even see it? That's nuts, isn't it? (laughs) And if you don't understand homeopathy, don't worry about it because you try and explain to me how a mobile phone works. That's mental. That's madness. That's madness that I can see a picture of you now on on a flat screen. Like, what? How is that? That's madness. Nobody is questioning that, are they? I often think that, like, photos, how crazy that you take, when you stop to think about everything, that I can take a photo, or like in the olden days, when it then would appear on a piece of paper. I mean, how weird is that? That, to me, is even more crazy, you know? Um, Yeah. And how when you hear a particular song, and I often think of um, remedies working and homeopathy working like music, you know, when you get the right song, just for you that works for you and it can make your hair stand on end why does that happen it doesn't for someone else the same song does it yeah that's and that's homeopathy isn't it it's resonance that's a really good way I like using that to explain what's what's resonating yeah why why there's no rhyme or reason there's no science you can't science you can't explain everything via science that's all right that's okay just chill with it yeah, <laughs> I love it 
so people will probably ask and I, I would just like you to sort of say in your own words really about you know if they're saying oh what how would you prescribe or what would you do and I think the message is isn't it that it's individual and um, yes. yeah I'd like you to just tell that yeah. to people listening because yeah. they'll be like why is Lisa not asking what what Rita actually does and how you prescribe and the nitty-gritty because I think particularly those that are new to homeopathy will be like well, what do I give you know how do I do it but yeah yes and that's often the it's often the crash you know oh I get an email I've been to five homeopaths what are you going to do differently and I say well we're like we're like hairdressers or 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 bakers we, we'll all make a chocolate cake, but we'll all make it differently and it'll taste differently because it's an art and a science. So you're not just going for the homeopath, uh, homeopathy, you're going for the therapist, the person. And everyone has their own ways of doing things. So you can have the same problem and 10 of us will all give different prescriptions. Um, and as to what I do, I do my own thing. Um, I'm not cease. I want to make that really clear. <laughs> <laughs> I am not cease. <laughs> I'm and not for people cease. that don't know that was that what cease are, well, most people uh, listening probably will. But yeah, if, if I explain it, I'll probably get some homeopaths going. That's not how I say it. That's <laughs> not what I do. And getting some. That's a really like, you know, it kind of like what's the word? Gets arguments going with homeopaths. I think cease. Cease is when you take. This is how I'll I'll describe it, right? And if anyone wants to correct me, don't bother because <laughs> this is recorded now and I'm not changed it. <laughs> so cease is when, to me, cease is um, before the kind of stuff I do now. I'm very into Ton Janssen, so I'll, you know, I'll say yeah, that. he's great. I've got his book. I love it. Love him. I think he has done a lot to change homeopathy for 20, 2021, you know, really good. But before him came Cease, and Cease was when you take a detox remedy and you take 30C. If you're having reactions, then you keep going. Uh, so, and then you go on to the next one. And listen, that could take up to six months to do one thing, one antibiotics or a medicine or something the mother had in pregnancy or whatever it would take could can take up six oh who's got time for that no one's got time for that that does not fit today that met for me this is my personal opinion and I know there's very good cease therapists out there right but mm. I get this question a lot are you cease no I'm not that's mm. not me I do things very differently to that um and I do my own thing and with my team they kind of know my ways and um I bring a few things together and then I think that's my it's my it's mine that's my way and I think if I told anyone it wouldn't work I'll tell you why I've tried loads of protocols right these protocols are amazing for those homeopaths Right, they're protocols for a reason because they've done it over and over and over and it works for them, right? And then I do it and what happens? Nothing. <laughs> I've like, tried that, other people's protocols, like behaviour or whatever, and exactly the same. It's like, this did nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, so disappointing, right? Because of all the hype around the protocol, right? And the people, and they're so amazing. And they've written books and, you know, they've just done so much stuff. Even 
I'll even go as far as to say like some of the guys that do really amazing work in hospitals I've used their protocols they've done these in hundreds of people not nothing <laughs> so, right that's the end of that I'm not doing anyone's protocols anymore and then I'm not sharing mine either because that would look really bad on me because they'd be like oh, I've tried your protocol it didn't work well yeah, yeah. it's not your it's not going back to your song you're singing somebody does a hit song right and then someone else covers it and you think oh, I don't like the sound of that or look at Dolly Parton's version yeah <laughs> or that, like or that you... right yes yeah <laughs> yeah and go the other way amazing right yeah. it's got to be that comes back to resonance and the person and it's important yeah no I love that that's really important to um to it to explain to people and uh yeah really like it so what do you think like, if you had a vision of the future of healthcare, like what in an ideal world what would it look like to you oh that's a good one well I'm gonna say now that we wouldn't be on the NHS I don't want to be on the NHS. I do not want to say you've got 20 minutes. Next one, next one, next one, next one. That don't work either. I think there's a lot to be said for you choosing your therapist, not going mm. somewhere. Oh, I'm seeing so-and-so today. And I won't want, not with those pressures. That doesn't work. That system don't work. So when people go, oh, you know, it is sad that the hospitals have been closed down without doubt. Because lots of people who would have been introduced to it are now not. Um, that is very sad and very detrimental to the to the country. But I wouldn't want to work for the NHS. I would want to be freelance all my life. Hmm. Because then you will have rules and there'll just be all these things in place. Come back for, no, every patient must come back four weeks or I don't know. There'd just be these rules, right? Bureaucracy, and I, yeah, would take yeah. over, wouldn't it? yeah. And I think we'd be, you know, what they all complain about is paperwork. We'd prob probably be writing so much stuff instead of putting the energy into finding the remedy. Mm. So that wouldn't be for me. But first of all, I think we need more homeopaths. We need more homeopaths in the world. When you, I don't know if you've ever been to India, but if you, on a, I remember being on a train in India and, you know, by, by the rails, then you'll see the back of buildings. And on the back of buildings, they'll also have who, what, what businesses are in that building. And I just saw homeopath. So many buildings in India. And we know because it's, a, you know, it's not an expensive mm. treatment. Um, and it's really big out there. There's so many homeopaths, so so many people can go to them. I've only got so much capacity. Even mm. if the whole world wanted to try homeopathy, I can't see them. You can't see them. So as homeopaths, say, let's say, uh, let's make up a number. There's 10,000 homeopaths in the world. Just make up some. That's not true, but I'm just using that number. We've only got that capacity to see X amount of people. Mm. We will only attract more people when there's more homeopaths when we make that space you know what I mean yeah that's really interesting yeah completely yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've been taught that, you know, say when you're starting out as a homeopath and you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs because you've just graduated and you've got a whole day free and you've got no clients, right? And I don't know if anyone ever told you that. They'd say, get busy or tidy your room. Tidy your room and make space. So you'd tidy your space and then you get an email <laughs> in two hours. Go, Ooh, wow, this stuff works. <laughs> you know, Marcus yeah? used to say that. So when I was at CHE, Marcus principal would go, you know, even if when you're first starting out, if you haven't got patients, go like to your room or wherever you, your clinic space and work on homeopathy you know make so just be in that mindset of attracting and I think it's I think that's such a good message to people because I think a lot of newly you know new grads are like oh there just aren't people that want it I don't know how to get patients you know and yet there are super successful homeopaths like you that have had to take on a team you know so there's a real sort of contrast I think in that mindset which people need to get over in some ways there are And there are also two types of homeopaths. There are those that don't need to do it as a job. They do it because they enjoy it and it fills some time. They're not dependent on it for, for as a job. They're not mm. leaving their careers and they need a job. And this is a job. Mm. Now, if we have more career homeopaths, we will have more examples to show other people that if you leave your job and you want to be a homeopath it can be a job mm. but for some it looks too much of like being an artist you know mm. I don't know if I, I don't want to offend any artists there but it you know money can not be there all the time it's not a steady it's an artistic mm. it's an artistic career you don't know when the next checks come in mm. it depends on how you feel I mean, you need to be in the zone to make that painting it's like it's, that's what I mean by the artistic life because mm. we are an art and a science right yeah it's too much art totally. I think sometimes um but if yeah we need more career homeopaths and we need more diversity in homeopathy we definitely need more black homeopaths mm. 200% we need more of that globally you know we need more Chinese um you know I don't know any I know a lot of Chinese people I don't know any Chinese homeopaths I know they've got their own way of you know medicine but so Mm -hmm. we have other ethnicities doing Chinese medicine yeah why not the other way around I'm just using that country as a quick example but we need diversity and we need it everywhere yeah, and the more main, sh- the more common knowledge it becomes, the more it'll be used. You know, like I said to you um, privately, but my new Instagram account, I've got loads. It's just shifted. It's bizarre. Like before, I had like my vast percentage of followers was from the UK, followed by India, and then I had much smaller following of US. And now suddenly, it's like nearly everyone's US, and not many people know about homeopathy. And I'm like, I have no idea where to pitch what I post was where before wow. you know I had it's really strange but um yeah I think like as you say in India it's everywhere homeopathy so the more it becomes like just normal that you go and see a homeopath but it's not you know now at all it's still very fringe and I think not so much in the UK but even like when you read certain books they're like oh in England everyone uses homeopathy the royal family use it I'm like really because it's not really like that these books paint that picture but 
it's not. Yeah, yeah, quite right. And homeopathy is based on stories, right? Mm. That's the difference between what we do and what a doctor does. A doctor doesn't come home and say, I, oh no, how can I say this now? They just don't have stories to tell, do they? They don't mm. have stories to tell to their friends. There's a few friends I tell some stories to, right, who are not homeopaths. And I go, oh my God, listen to this. Yeah. Wait, you won't believe this. Da-da-da-da-da happened, this patient. I, I just gave one pill and it just disappeared. It's a story. They it are, turns yeah. It's a story, right? And that's how it grows. It grows from stories, which is why I'll never be suppressed. Because you can't stop people telling their friends. Well, you know, you won't believe this. I've had this, I've had this pain for 10 years and I've just seen this homeopath. And you know what? It's just gone in two weeks. I mean, how does that work? I don't know. All oh, right. That's interesting. Do you think she can, do you think she maybe can fix da da da? I've got this problem. I don't know. Give her a go though, because I'm telling you, I've, no, I've never felt anything like this and I've never felt as bad, bad, as good as I feel today. That's what happens, right? It's yeah. stories. Yeah, t- definitely. It, yes, love it. So actually that's, that is a great note to kind of wrap up on because I think sometimes people are like, oh, you know, homeopaths can be quite quiet starting out. It's hard, you know, there's this, not with everyone, but there can be this like hurdle to overcome that you can make a career out of being a homeopath. And actually, yes, the more there are, the more it will attract. So that's what we need to, um, yeah, focus on. Um, I'm conscious of the time. Is there anything that we haven't covered or that you want to say before we kind of wrap up? No, because I had no, no, you know, I've got no agenda. I'm cool. And I love it. And people that want to know more, and I'll put links, but people that want to find out about you or get in touch, what's the best way to um, to do that? So I've got my website. Everything's my name. So I've mm-hmm. kept it really easy. Um, so you can Google my name. My website will come up. You Google my name mm-hmm. and my work. You want my work Facebook page is nothing on my private page. Yeah. Um, my work um, Facebook and I'm on Telegram, and I'm on IG. Excellent. Well, I'll put links there, and people can go and uh, learn more. But I think, oh, this is just a great episode, and I'm really excited to get it out, because, yeah, people have been asking about detox and all of that, and I just thought, let's get you on. Brilliant. So um, hopefully it will answer questions that people might have. And, um, yeah, I, I want to go now to a pill. Um, I've done a pill detox, actually, but antibiotics, vaccine. Yeah, I'm going to go and detox a lot. So um, <laughs> see what happens. Be a new woman. That's it. You just don't know, do you? Might, and, and that's the other thing. I'm home, be, it doesn't do any harm. So, you know, that's right. I might, I'll just feel nothing or better. <laughs> that's it. Something or nothing. That's the only two options. I love it. Thank you so much. It's been really lovely to have you on. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. It's been really nice to chat. It's great. It's been really good. Thank you.